This is the Value Investor Podcast with Tracy Reinick. All things value, all the time. Welcome back, value investors. So I'm intrigued about the shopping mall this spring. I've already talked about the retailers and what kind of buying opportunities there are in retail stocks. And we know consumers are still spending. We keep hearing from some retailers reporting kind of here at the end of earnings season or their fiscal reporters. So we're getting them kind of in the middle of uh, fourth quarter earnings and now first quarter earnings seasons about to come. And some of them, you know, people keep waiting for the shoe to drop. Like, you know, the consumer is going to pull back. They're going to they're going to stop spending, but it's just not happening yet. And this is kind of a global phenomenon so far. We've had a couple global companies report recently, Nike, PVH, which owns Calvin Klein and Tommy Hilfiger and Lululemon all selling globally and all saying that things aren't that bad, that in Europe, the consumer is spending much more than everybody thought. China still reopening, but not that bad. And North America holding up quite well as well. But I didn't really want to talk about the retailers again on this podcast. And instead, again, I am intrigued about the actual shopping mall, the actual buildings. So what What can you do on the real estate side if you're interested in investing in what's going on at the mall? Are there any deals in those stocks? Um, Those are in REITs, remember, Real Estate Investment Trust. That's what it stands for. It's R-E-I-T. And remember, in a REIT, the company has to pay out a certain percentage of their free cash flow basically back out to the investors. So most REITs pay a dividend um, if they're able to have some free cash flow and then, then they have to pay it back out to you. So remember that there is tax implications on REITs. They're taxed a little bit differently than a normal dividend might be from a stock. So keep that in mind. Talk to your financial advisor, know where you own it, what kind of account you're owning it in, because you may have to pay uh, some taxes on it, depending on what kind of account you have it in. But a lot of people do like to buy REITs because you are basically an owner of the real estate. And a lot of us, I don't know about you, but We don't really have the cash on hand to go buy our own apartment building, our own shopping mall, our own storage facility, our own, you know, commercial skyscraper or whatever the real estate is. We we just don't have the firepower. So instead, we invest in these REITs that are doing it for us and we're part owners and we reap some of the benefits. So the malls have been much maligned over the years and it basically did start well before the pandemic remember the shopping mall was dead i've talked about it many times on the podcast over the years nobody wanted to go to the shopping malls you had the big department stores closing like the jc pennies closing down a lot of its operations even macy's um, a lot of the suburban malls kind of fumbling or closing and then you had the pandemic and that made it worse at a lot of the shopping malls because the stores closed 
nobody could actually go to the shopping malls. The movie theaters shut that were in some of the shopping malls. People really did think that that was finally going to be the end of the shopping malls. But no, nothing keeps a good shopping mall down. It just doesn't. And once we had a reopening of the actual physical stores, a lot of people thought, again, oh, everything shifted online. It's going to stay online now because that's what we got used to during the lockdowns and shutdowns during the pandemic. But again, that was wrong. No, we wanted to leave our houses. We wanted to stop looking at our computers to shop, go to school, to work. And we wanted to go back out into the world. And a basic thing, like even going to your local mall and just walking around from store to store for fun became fun and entertainment and uh, really saw a big resurgence. So it was a little rough going there during the pandemic. Most of the mall REITs, they you know slashed their dividends immediately. They stopped paying them altogether. And they tried to hoard as much cash as possible. And um, slowly but surely, we saw the reopening. We saw foot traffic return with some of the malls that rely a lot on travel. Uh, there are a lot of malls where we all know we, we go on vacation to say Orlando. Well, you can only go to Disney World or Universal like so many days. So what else are you going to do? You're going to go to that outlet mall. And that business started coming back in 2021, but certainly last year in 2022. And now many of the malls are back to pre-pandemic levels on occupancy and um, volumes per square foot and uh, you know rental pricing and all the things that you want to be looking at when you're owning real estate. And most of them, if not, I believe all of them now, are mainly back to paying some kind of dividend again. That came back a while ago. So now you do get the dividend. So a lot of income uh, investors like to look at the REITs and especially some of these retail REITs for dividends. And I'm going to talk about three today because these are three that I've either owned and I owned them right before the pandemic hit. And then we had to sell out of them real quick here in my Zach's portfolios. And I've been watching them since then to get a, a grasp on what's going on on the retail side. But it is kind of been a success story, but some of the stocks are still struggling. So are these deals, should we be considering some of these mall retailer REITs Let's take a look at three of them and see what's actually going on. So the first one I'm bringing you is one of the outlet REITs, and it's Tanger Factory Outlet Centers. We've all probably been to one of these. I know I've been to several of them. They are an upscale open-air outlet center. They're in 20 states and Canada. Um, again, most of us have probably been to one at some point. <laughs> And the ticker is S as in Sam, K as in, uh, I'm trying to think of an actual K, Kentucky. K is in Kentucky and T is in Tom, SKT. 
Don't ask why it's SKT when they're Tangier factory outlets. I'm not sure. Um, market cap, only about $2 billion. So they're, they're on the smaller side. And they are in the REIT and equity trust retail industry. That's their industry. And right now, that's ranking 75th out of 249 industries. That's top 30%, though. So these retail REITs are, are kind of up there because the earnings have bounced back. Um, Tanger occupancy was 97% as of December 31st, 2022, and that was up from 95.3 at the end of 2021. So you can see the rebound was still happening in 2022 coming out of the pandemic, but they're, they're almost near you know full occupancy now. They did break on a new center in Nashville, in 2022 that they're expecting to open by September 2023 and this is a big center for them it's costing them about 140 to 150 million dollars so this is the kind of thing that they are um, growing and adding to and they did say that 88 percent of the total portfolio square footage was unencumbered by mortgages so that was one thing I was kind of looking at when I was looking at these mall reads how how many loans do they have what what are the terms on those what what's the rates on those loans when do they have to refinance some will that add a lot of costs so i did like seeing this number that 88 percent of the total portfolio square footage was it says unencumbered by mortgages so what about the basics with this one uh they're not expected to grow earnings much this year if at all so um, earnings expected to be up just one cent to $1.84 from $1.83 last year. Their dividend is yielding 4.6% and it is 88 cents. So remember when I've mentioned income stocks before, make sure you know there's a nice cushion there about what they're paying out and what they're expected to make. And in this case, because REITs pay out a certain percentage, um, it's a little bit easier to figure out, but um, there's a pretty big cushion right there. So that's good. Uh, PE is at 10.3. So that's pretty cheap. It isn't Zach's rank three hold because we're waiting basically on the next earnings report. It's been a little while since we had the earnings. But what is the stock doing? So Year-to-date, the stock is up 5.7%. Over the last year, it's still up 10.8%. Um, over the last two years, because I like to go back, because a lot of these uh, mall REITs had a big bounce out of the pandemic and then kind of have been trading sideways to some extent over the last two years because the, the reopening was priced in. And now, now it's just operating kind of normally. It's it has reopened. There's no like catalyst now. Uh, but over the last two years, again, up 15.2 percent. But the S and P 500 is down slightly, just 0.08 percent. So the S and P 500 almost flat over those two years. But uh, Tanger is up 15.2, so not too bad. And this is all without the dividends. But five years is where you can see the death of the mall, people not wanting to own any of the mall REITs. You can also see the huge decline during the pandemic in the five-year chart. And yes, it's rebounded off of that, but it's still trying to make its way back. It's still not 
back to the pre-pandemic levels. Five-year down 13.7%, and the S&P 500 is up 50.4 during that time period. So it has not been a good longer-term investment, but you know us value investors, we like to look when things are kind of down on their luck, when everybody else in the market is saying, no, that's too risky, or no, I don't want to be in the shopping mall REITs anymore. They've already bounced. Where's the upside? You know, those kinds of things are when we like to dive in. It is pretty cheap, as I said, with the 10.3 PE, but is it really cheap enough? Shares are up year to date. And if I could get it cheaper, I might be even more intrigued by some of these that I'm talking about today. So this one is the outlet centers and it is driven a lot by tourism, uh, depending on the city, but a lot, even foreign tourism. When that returned, they saw a lot of foot traffic with foreign visitors coming into town. Again, if you come from the UK and you're going to Orlando, only so much time you can spend in that uh, amusement park. So you might want to go to the outlet center too. Um, same with Nashville too. Not surprised they're building one there. They are building a huge international terminal at Nashville. It's a very popular international destination now with the whole country music scene. So I'm expecting some good things out of that town uh, outlet center that they're opening there. So this Tangier Factory Outlet Center's SKT is the ticker. Okay, then we're going to switch to basically the industry leader, the one everybody talks about when they think about shopping malls, and it is Simon Property Group, ticker SPG. S is in Sam, P is in Paul, G is in George. And they call themselves the premier shopping, dining, and entertainment uh, company, but they are global. They're in North America, Europe, and Asia. And uh, their US malls, uh, they do have some premium outlets, and their occupancy has also improved. As of December 31st, 2022, it was 94.9% versus 93.4% in 2021, the end of 2021. They did say on their loan side, that their loans, the interest, uh, the weighted average interest rate uh, for those outstanding is 5.3%, just so you kind of know where they stand on that. And they, uh, in 2022, opened their 10th premium outlet center in Japan in October. So again, this is a global story. Shopping is a global story. So if you want the global exposure, Simon Property Group is the one for you. Now, again, they are the bigger cap, 34 billion market cap. They also do pay a dividend. It's yielding 6.9%. Pretty juicy, right? Pretty good. That's $7.20 a share. And they recently did raise the first quarter dividend by 15 cents or 9.1% to $1.80. That's being paid out on March 31st. So we've already we've missed that one. If you're not in it already and you didn't get in by the deadline to get the dividend, then uh, you, we've missed out on that one. But the dividend looks pretty juicy here. But what about those earnings? Um, so 2023 earnings 
look kind of similar to the Tanger, only expected to be up 1.4% to $12.04 from 11.87. And some of the estimates were cut in the last 30 days. So uh, the analysts got a little too bullish about 2023 and it pulled back a bit. What about the shares? So over the last year, they're actually down 19.3%. And it looks like they might've bottomed in September, 2022. They've rallied off those lows, but that is contributing to how cheap this stock is and the high dividend yield too. Over the last two years, they're down 7.8. And remember the S&P 500 was basically almost flat in those two years. And then five years is where you really see the hard hit of COVID. They're down still over that five-year period, 31%. And they had huge decline in the COVID because they had the global exposure to COVID being shut everywhere, basically. And now they have rebounded off that, but it's just going to take a lot longer to get back there. They did say in 2022, they generated... $4.5 $4.5 billion in funds from operations, and they returned $2.8 billion to shareholders in cash dividends and share repurchases. So uh, things are looking okay on that aspect of things as far as the dividend and what cash flow is being generated and coming back to the shareholders. Um, but again, this is a global play, so it's a little bit trickier than just the U.S., uh, how cheap is it? 8.7 times. That's the PE. That's pretty cheap. And I know a lot of people have kept this one on their watch list and um, like that income that it is generating. And if you want, again, international exposure to all those shoppers around the world and those going to movies and everything else globally, then Simon Property Group is the one. So it's ticker SPG, and it's also a Zach's number three hold right here. Okay, then we're going to switch over to a smaller company again, but you may have been to one of their malls here in the U.S. It's Maserick, and that ticker is M-A-C. M as in Mary, A as in Adam, C as in Cat. They only have a market cap of $2.1 billion. They call themselves high-quality owners of retail and mixed use, and they're in some of the more premier markets in the U.S. So they're big in California, Pacific Northwest, Phoenix slash Scottsdale, and then from Metro New York all the way to the D.C. corridor. They call their developments, a lot of them are town centers. They have 44 regional town centers now. One of the ones they were recently talking about um, is the Santa Monica place. If you've ever been to that one in Santa Monica, it is the one with the Nordstrom's in it, the Nordstrom's mall or the Santa Monica place as it's called. So that's the kind of uh, like a type of mall that they own with a lot of the upscale stores and uh, movie theaters. And now some museums or experiences are going into some of their malls. And in 2022, they finished, they said, with the strongest annual leasing volumes for the company in well over a decade. Their portfolio occupancy as of December 31st, 2022, 
was 92.6%, and that was up 1.1% from 91.5% at the end of 2021. What are these shares doing? Um, over the last uh, year to date, they're down 12.6%, and the S&P is up 3.4%. Over the last two years, they're down 19.2%. S&P down about flat, remember. And five years, though, that's where the, some of the devastation is, down 83% versus the S&P up about 50. So how cheap is it? It is very cheap. It has a forward P of just 5.4. So very, very cheap here. But the earnings estimates are expected to decline this year in 2023. That could be why the shares are getting more beat up than some of the others that I've mentioned because they're not able to hold on to these earnings gains. So expected to fall about 8% to $1.81 from $1.96. Now the dividend is yielding almost 7%, so also a very juicy dividend on Maserick, um, and that's about 68 cents a share. So they're in the, the realm of, uh, you know, okay, they're not, they're not paying out more than what they're making. Um, and remember, the REITs have requirements about what must be paid out of the, like, you know, free cash from operations type of stuff. So keep that in mind. But you are getting a very nice uh, dividend here. But the question is, why is the street rejecting Maserick so strongly right now? You're really going to have to listen in on the conference calls when they come up again for the first quarter and find out what, what is behind some of these earnings estimates cuts. And uh, you know maybe you're getting a deal here or maybe you're not. Maybe it's a value trap here because of those earnings estimates cuts. So keep that in mind with all of these and make sure you are checking what's happening with uh, current loans. When do they come due? When do they have to refinance? You know. How much cash do they have on hand? What's the plan to refinance? All of these things are going to impact all REITs in the next couple of years because they did get used to the cheap money and now the money just isn't that cheap. And so they're going to have to pay up to refinance and to um, add to the business and to grow. And all businesses are going to have to do that. And um, so these are all things to watch. But has the stock market gotten just a little too negative on the shopping malls and the REITs right here in general in 2023. Could these be some buying opportunities? I'm, I'm putting them out there because that's what we do as value investors, right? We do have our watch lists and our short lists and we keep Keep an eye on certain things, but for income investors interested in these dividends that they are now paying again, um, there are some, you know, pretty juicy dividend yields with all of these really right now. So that's also something to keep in mind. But at what price? Because the shares have not been a good investment over the last five years. They've underperformed, but when, you know, the, what they say, it's always darkest before the dawn, right? So um, value investors, we are all about looking around for the deals. So keep these in mind. Let me repeat what the stock tickers are again, so that you can put them on your watch list. There's Tanger Factory Outlet Centers, 
SKT is that ticker. We had Simon Property Group. That's the big one, international uh, big guys. SPG is the ticker. And then we had Maserick. That's US. That's the kind of like entertainment, retail, mixed use. And that one is the one where earnings are expected to decline this year, though. Ticker MAC. And as always, I'm out there looking around for possible deals and places where the rest of the market is kind of ignoring or running away from where we might find some deals and run towards it. So every week I'm trying to bring you as many value stocks as I can. And as always, you can get them all if you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, if you are on Spotify, we are on Amazon Music. We are on SoundCloud with the Zach's Market Edge podcast. Just type in Zach's Market Edge. We're on YouTube. Get us on Zach's podcast on YouTube. You can get all of our podcasts there, but don't miss a single one. And I'll see you again next week with some more value stocks. This material is being provided for informational purposes only, and nothing herein constitutes investment, legal, accounting, or tax advice, or a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold a security. Do not act or rely upon the information and advice given in this podcast without seeking the services of competent and professional legal, tax, or accounting counsel. Publication and distribution of this podcast is not intended to create, and the information contained herein does not constitute an attorney-client relationship. No recommendation or advice is being given as to whether any investment or strategy is suitable for a particular investor. It should not be assumed that any investments in securities, companies, sectors, or markets identified and described were or will be profitable. All information is current as of the date herein and is subject to change without notice. Any views or opinions expressed may not reflect those of Zach's investment research as a whole.